that, that sucks. Yo, I, I think I'm gonna leave all this in because this is actually good little banter. Yeah, but now don't you have to go to the hard open? Yeah, but then whatever. There's no rules. And welcome to Friend Beers. Uh, we have Chris Sweeney with us today. Hey, what's from up, Marking Hold out, on. Uh, And Carve Your Niche yeah, fame. Yep, that's right. Carve Your Niche fame. Me and you. It's the heart and soul of Carve Your Niche. Heart and soul. And uh, we got Will. Yeah, yeah, I'm not involved in any of that stuff, so. You, you kind of were. You, you were at shows. I have a CD and a shirt. Which CD? The one with the rat skull on it, right? Sweet, yeah. yeah. Relate. Uh, it's on it's iTunes. Check it out. It's still on iTunes. Yeah, both EPs are. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes. What? Oh, no. Uh-huh. So, Uh We still have new shirts up. Uh, Thracian underscore metal. Uh, yeah, and that's all I got right now. Uh, uh, we are there? Resistor. We are Resistor. We have a newer shirt up. Uh, not as old as Capozzi's new shirt, but yeah. you know, right? What shirt did you get there, Anthony? Uh, no, they just released another shirt. Mm. Resistor did. Yeah, infected? yeah, we got a new shirt. Okay, yeah, for, the infect, for the infected song. Um, and then deep cover NY on everything, and the code friend beer still gets you ten percent off, and shipping is free in the United States. So, uh, Chris, what do you got? Nothing. It's your party, man. Said I'm kidding. Um, social media wise, you can uh, follow my podcast, which is called uh, Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We drop a weekly wrestling recap. Um, we had a show, a midweek show called the Wednesday Night Wars, but uh, that feels like because there is no wars on Wednesday night. We all know this. Listen. NXT's no more boys. We won. AEW forever. No, I'm kidding. But um so mark it out on Twitter. Wait, um, NXT me, is done. It's it's he an said inside kidding, joke. Dude. Oh. It's it it's it's an inside joke with all like all the wrestling IWC people. Whenever like AEW wins the quote unquote ratings wars, the first person that posts they're like, We did it, boys. NXT's no more. And then it just goes <laughs> on from there. No, oh, you know, like the ones like Fitz McMahon's out of touch, that's why it's happening. You know, oh Hunter's gotta run the company is like the next post, but um, I'm on a tangent. Um, social media wise, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog and Instagram is CM Sweeney85. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's, awesome, that, I, to, it's awesome to finally get you on here because I've been talking to you. I mean, I've been on Marking Out a bunch. I've been yes. listening to podcasts. I've been listening to your podcast. Um, and I was like, man, I really wanted to start a podcast. I don't know what it would be about. And literally, this is about nothing, probably just... Yeah, we still I... don't know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people people go, what do, you, what do you talk about? I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes I talk about shitting. Sometimes I talk about does. Sometimes I talk about, uh, I don't know, family stuff. And then Will talks about all his stuff. Which is exactly the same as that. Yeah, pretty much. We're all about does, the dildos. I might have more raunchy girl stories than you, though. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I want to dig into that stuff. Close. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you might have more. I'm going to give you that. Hey, but, you uh, both got me beat, so I'm, I'm a married man. <laughs> married man. Uh, Yo, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, so it, it's awesome to get you on. Uh, we ha- I have a few questions because I've uh, 
I think we've covered it like uh, when we went on those long car rides together to practice and or going to go record with Will Putney. That's right. And also also our mandates. You forget that we had a couple of solid <laughs> yeah. mandates that we've had. Uh, like the time we went to go record demos and then we were talking about what soup did I eat that made me completely lose my voice? The broccoli cheese soup that we had at – where did we go to? Dave and Buster's? It had to be Dave and Buster's. It was like a Friday's, but like a knockout yeah. Dave and Buster's. Yes. Okay, I do remember this. But yeah, I – being a green little boy, I didn't know that eating cheese fucked up my voice. Um, and so I ate a whole large bowl. Hey, Will, can you turn me down a little bit over there? Like on your phone? You're down. All right. Just I'm getting a weird echo. Anyway, so that's better. So I had a, uh, a huge bowl of cheese. And... <laughs> I completely lost my voice in the middle of recording. Yeah. And that was one that thing I learned. Yeah. Uh, that, I took that from going to broadcasting school to like, yep, don't eat dairy the day you're going on the air. You're, you're going to sound terrible. I'm like, I get it now. Yeah, we, we saw I, that fail right in front of our eyes. I had to yeah. take like room temp water. Uh, I think I gargled, gargled salt water too. Club soda, they say, is good for like opening up your 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 vocal airways and stuff like that. I don't know. That's what I heard. <laughs> oh, word, word. Yeah. So. Um, but uh, so yeah, you had the podcast marking out. Uh, yes, I, I do. want to know what the background was because I know I know you were in your, the band Bound in Silence with our drummer Johnny. Hashtag the laziest drummer ever. Dad joke, John. <laughs> Dad joke, John. Yeah, uh, joke, John. But yeah, what uh, what got you all connected? I know Dave's been your friend for a while. Like you and Dave were wrestling fans forever, right? Yes. Uh, so uh, I'll make I'll try to make it as long short as I possibly can. Um, oh, no, in, give, me, give me the long winded. No. I, I want to hear so, like, the details. So 2010 is like when the big uh, wrestling podcast boom happens. Because yeah. you had, you know, Col Cabana essentially. You know, there's a couple of podcasts out there. I think JR had one that was like a shell of what it is now. But then Colt Cabana started the Art Wrestling Podcast. I, it had to be like spring of I wanna say 2010. And I'm 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 a since day one listener of that podcast. So it was like, hey, this would be cool to do a wrestling podcast. And then uh 24 years old, I was like, all right. I was just waiting tables and I was like, I don't want to wait tables for the rest of my life. I need to do something that I enjoy. Um, I saw that they had the Connecticut school of broadcasting, which yeah. is in West, which is Westbury's trade school. I'm like, let me go to that. But before I go to that, let me do something to kind of get my, my vocal chops up speaking and, you know, getting myself custom with like audio editing software and stuff like that. So I was like, hi, how about I start a podcast? That would be a good idea. So Dave is Dave. I'm not going to mention his last name, but you can follow him on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore M O. Um, diehard wrestling fan like myself. His bar mitzvah was actually wrestling themed. It was great. He had little, he had <laughs> little so, action. That's so Long Island. No, but it, this is a, you want to hear a crazier story. So our other co-host Brandon, who's a hashtag social media influencer, he's not. He's really not. Yeah, but, and he's not going to listen to this either because he doesn't doesn't listen to podcasts what besides a piece himself. Of shit. <laughs> Uh, BTTG161. Um, 
So Dave, Brandon is Dave's cousin. Dave is my friend. Um, we were both at Dave's bar mitzvah, and they had like action figures as like the center of the like table. You know how every table has like a big gimmick to it, whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the centerpiece. So, and... so the centerpiece on our table was a Sunny action figure, who's now going to headline some indie show in Alaska, which is going to be hilarious. <laughs> um, but uh, my truth. so Dave at the end of the night says, "Oh, hey, Chris, you can take the action figure." I'm like, "All right, cool, I take it." Years later, we're on this podcast. We're talking about Dave's bar mitzvah. And I said, yeah, I got the Sony action figure. And he goes, and Brandon goes, what? I'm like, yeah, I have the Sony action figure. He goes, you know, Dave promised me that action figure at the podcast, at the, uh, at the podcast, at the bar mitzvah. I was like, oh, well, I still own it. And it's mine now. So, ha. <laughs> That's ridiculous. What, like, a internal family war. Yeah, right? Um, but that's also so Dave, but, knowing Dave. Yeah, uh, but because I forget, I think his birthday, his bar mitzvah was on Brandon's birthday. This is so... Oh, that's like, hysterical. It's like, like, yeah, it's your birthday, dude, Dave, cousin Brandon. Yeah, Dave's like the nicest, one of the nicest people I know. Um, like, and of course, he just wanted to please everybody. So he told his cousin whose birthday it was at his bat mitzvah, bar mitzvah? I don't bar know mitzvah, yeah. Yeah, so just, yeah, that's hysterical to me because that's just... It happens when you try to please everybody. Do, going you, back to the going back still, to the origins of uh, marking out. Yeah. Um, and I still own the action figure. Awesome. By the way, yes. <laughs> um, Will, what do you think that action figure is worth? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I'm not a toy expert, but you know. All right. Um, but so Dave, lifelong wrestling fan. I'm a lifelong wrestling fan. I've got this itch now. I'm going to start a podcast. I listen to Cole Cabana's 20 times. And Dave was so hesitant on it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. One night I told him, come over. We recorded the first episode. Me and him did a couple solo episodes. He's like, hey, my cousin Brandon really loves wrestling. Let's do it. I'm like, all right, fine. Then Brandon came in, and then Brandon sold the show. And now it's Brandon's show. Because <laughs> I took a step back. They kept doing it. You know, We've done episodes where I was the only one that had power, and I put them on my cell phone to be on the podcast during Sandy. Oh, right. I remember that. And then, like, I stepped away because I had to try to kind of figure out, you know, my schedule was changing and we couldn't do it at the same exact time. So they continued to do it on. And I came back, and I left, and I came back. So I'm like the the rotating third uh, wheel always in the podcast. That's awesome. But, I mean, you're still fully involved, so. Yeah, I mean, we, we have the term marking out copywritten. That, that's so, pretty sick. Yeah, I, I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, so, like, there was a, there was a couple of years ago. I think I forget, I forget what it was. I don't know if you remember WWE Shop released all those like just black shirts with like white writing on them, like the I I broke Wafu's leg kind of style shirts. Yeah. But they did like one of them said like I'm marking out over it, and they got it got taken off shop like five days later. Uh, but Dave 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 and Brandon like maybe we should get this copyrighted. So if that happens again, I'm like do what you want. It's fine. <laughs> That's sick though. So- yeah. So are you guys the reason it got taken down or no, I guess they knew it wasn't really, you know, people didn't want shirts like that. Cause you know, that was when the big like wrestling t-shirt kick came. Yeah. When, what like, was that, like That's when like a uh, barbershop window. Okay. Yeah. 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 It was like with the precursor to what pro wrestling teases now, um, you know, they had their shirts on there. So I guess they wanted to kind of cash in on that wrestling shirts, but not wrestling shirts. Yeah. If you, if you understand. Okay. Uh, what's funny going back to that sunny thing, 
the sunny figure. Yes. Uh, I believe we went to a wrestling event. Like Will and I, I think our last outing was a wrestling event, right, Will? Yeah. What was that? Which I just framed that poster, but then I unframed it. <laughs> Why? I don't know because like Tessa's on it, and I like Tessa Blanchard, but she did some things. So I was like, should I hang this up on my wall? <laughs> yeah. She got canceled. She did and said some things. She definitely said some things. I well, I mean, I don't definitely know. Suppose she's not she's... Impact Champ anymore, right? No, Moose is. Yeah. So. Rightfully so. No, I'm just kidding. I'm I'm all for women wrestling. I I like it. But uh, yeah. No. So Will, you know how I was like, hey, let's drink a bunch, then go into the show, right? Yeah, I remember. Uh. I learned that trick from Chris because the last time when the first like indie show I went to, I think it was NYWC with Trent Beretta. Yeah, that was. And my friend Phil from Shirley was there. Oh, Phil from Shirley. But so we chugged beers in the parking lot like hard. It was the three of us. And I think two other people met up. I don't remember. I think Dave and Brandon might have met us too. Did they? I think so. I'm I'm not sure, but I don't know. I I was hammered. Uh I think we even did shots like waiting in the parking lot like an We hour went to No. We went to Miller's beforehand. Right. Because it was it was right up the road and I had a friend that was the was a the general manager there. And he like oh. comped us on a bunch of beers and shots and stuff like that. Hell yeah, I remember now. All right. Yes, okay, awesome. So, but, Will, I don't know if I told you the story, but walking in, Sonny was signing autographs. Yeah. So I walked <laughs> by her, and I'm with my friend Phil, and he's a heavy set guy. So I walk by her, and literally right next to her, I just fart. The most horrendous, silent fart. Sick dog farts, as my Neil, my friend Neil would say. The whole room looked at Phil, <laughs> and I got away with it scot-free. Damn. It, that's gross. Oh, did she smell <laughs> it? Did you see an expression on her face? That she smelt like, it. She's, this air she, went sour. <laughs> yeah. She was, like, visibly mad. She was like, come on, guys. And, like, she was just being nasty the whole time anyway. <laughs> and I was just dying. And Phil goes, dude, you're a piece of shit. Everyone thinks this is me. Like, I I, I can't deny this. Like, I just had to suck it up and be like, yeah, that was me, guys. Sorry. Wait, why'd they think? Because he's a heavy set dude. Oh. Yeah. But meanwhile, he's like a clean guy, showers like twice a day. Yeah, but she probably thinks that, you know, the general stereotype of the professional wrestling fan is, the, you know, the heavy set person that doesn't, you know, doesn't shower and sits in their mom's basement. And farts. So, yeah. And yeah, farts. and that too. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, then we proceeded to get even drunker. And then I think. And I gave Tramp Red a Mark and shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and he was I, he was cool, but he's like, "Oh, you're those marking out guys." I'm like, "I am." He's like, "All right, cool, man." And he took a picture with it on. That's sick. I remember. Yeah. That now. Who yeah, else was in that signing? It was I Trent. forget. Matt Stryker was there. 
Yeah, I bought an I Like Wrestling shirt that's sitting in the bottom of my closet. I have so many wrestling shirts in my attic still. And you know, I and I sent Anthony you these pictures the other day of like just pulling out like tour shirts from like early 2000s of like Ozfest and stuff like that. They're pretty still mint. I just haven't found all the old old wrestling shirts now. I'm trying to find them. Oh. Like the backpack, yeah. What like uh 92, 94? I don't know about 92, 94, but I know I have like the first Santino Morella shirt. Oh, that's I don't hysterical. ask me. Yeah, I have that. Why'd I, you I buy have that? The... I don't know. Like, <laughs> like you showed me, you had the legacy shirt, and I even sent it to Will, and I was like, "Who owns this? Who owns this shirt?" I do, apparently. <laughs> I know. I think I was just such a huge mark for their theme when they all came out. Oh yeah. Like the stable theme, not the Randy Orton theme music they had. Yeah. I think that's why I just I just I loved about that. it. I was um, like, all right, cool. What uh speaking of like collecting and stuff, what got you into wrestling? Like you have all I'm the a stuff. loser. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean then we're both lo- all three of us are losers then. I, Woohoo! I, I I got told that uh wrestling's for nerds by a friend recently. I went, Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean you could every little small niche pun fully intended if that was one, I don't know, but like every it niche works. of like collectors and fandoms and stuff like that is all nerd them. You know, sport you could call it sport guys that watch sports all the time nerds. Yeah, no, it's all you know, math and numbers. I know, like like baseball especially. A lot of that's a lot of big bit math and numbers. Um, but then you can say that about any sport, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so what was the question again? I'm sorry. Like what get into wrestling. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I want Will to start asking me some of these questions. I feel like he's not talking enough. I don't have any questions. Well, it's like you two hanging out, and I'm fucking... Well, you can hang out too, man. You're a wrestling fan also. <laughs> um, what got me into wrestling? I don't, don't remember. I really don't. I remember watching SummerSlam 94 with Owen and Brett in the cage. Um, and that's my earliest memory. And then it just went downfall from there. Like Will, Will, you uh, I'm trying to. Did, you got into wrestling during the Attitude Era, right? Where yeah, did... but I don't. Again, I don't know what got me into it either. Like, my aunt and uncle were really into wrestling, and they they had like LJN Macho Man showing on their fireplace, and it's uh, still on the a, fireplace. Still on the fireplace. Yeah. Is, Is it, it like really? mint? It's it's yeah it's it's uh the pink, the pink shorts one. That's worth some money if it's like in good condition. People spend a lot of money for those things. I don't know if it is. I, okay. I forget. But uh, they had like some really old like wrestling poster from an event they went to. Um, and yeah, uh, I don't know. I think just because I was surrounded by that. And then I used to go to a comic book store and like hang out and play like Magic the Gathering and shit. And all the people that were in charge like that owns the place they liked wrestling too and uh i think that's just how i got into it was just being surrounded by it honestly yeah that i mean i i fell into it like my grandma watched it and uh, like my grandpa would watch soap operas and my grandma would watch wrestling it was a weird dynamic that's interesting it's a track yeah but they're also both the same thing like uh, but I remember watching wrestling tapes that my grandma would like 
my uncles would have like the old WrestleMania tapes. I don't know how they taped them. Maybe they went to a friend's house and like stole them off the pay-per-view. But we would That's re-watch. what we used to do. Yeah, we would rewatch. And like before going to church and shit, I'd be like, "Man, I just want to stay here and watch this. I don't I don't want to go to church." I'd be like 8 years old, being like, "Fuck church. I'm Marilyn Manson now." I found a I found a Marilyn Manson shirt in my attic the other day, too. Oh my the, god. Rep- uh, the got violence one? No, that's it, it looked like, it's it was from the yes. Okay. And uh I used to wear it speaking of wrestling when I did backyard wrestling. I wore that I wore that shirt to the ring. It was that's great. Hysterical. Will you oh, never yeah. backyard wrestled, right? I did, but I didn't have like a federation with friends. It was just like me and like my friend be like, yo, let's backyard wrestle. Like it was just like pretty much that. You oh, I worked s- the te- Well yeah, no, Go ahead. Chris like worked. What was I worked the at territories, brother? Yeah, I used to actually watch with my grandma. Uh, Cardona was in like someone had an actual ring. Okay, so I gotta. I can I pref- preface this the story? Yeah, I don't even know. So like back in like I want to say almost no, not senior year, tenth and eleventh grade. It was like where there was the one fed we had that was was on an old disgusting mattress. Now that I look back at it, I like I cringe at the fact that we actually like did this. Yeah, you um, can get, get crabs. You can get like a bunch of diseases. Yeah, disease. Like especially now in this you know COVID world that we're living in, <laughs> we, no one where, would ever touch one of those things. That mattress is probably where COVID started. Oh my god! Um, but so we like, had BCW, which was in our friend Mike's backyard. We put TVC pipe in the ground wrapped ropes around it and it was a real ring and then like if you wanted to jump off the top rope you'd have to jump off a barrel that we had in the backyard right, um, and then okay yeah so then and then on the north side of Merrick there was WTW which is World Trampoline Wrestling which um and when I got into there it was two trampolines next to each other which was sick so like people would be hitting the first match I had there Sal would hit like a jumping stunner from one ring to the other it looked awesome when I was you know in 10th grade but yeah. now it's terrible so then like <laughs> after after a while this this other backyard wrestling fed came on ebw extreme backyard wrestling and like first they started off like uh, like like us with like a mat on the ground with some ropes and then one day they just showed up again on public access and they had a real ring so people from wtw were like hey does anybody want to go to this ring and a couple of us went and actually wrestled in a real wrestling ring that's Damn. crazy and it was on public access. So, like, we were getting, like, and then it, like, went from one kid's backyard to another kid's backyard. But he had, like, this whole, like, ginormous wooded area behind his backyard in, like, South Baldwin. So then they made, like, a legit stage. It was, like, six feet up in the air. You know, it had the entranceway walking down to the ring. The ring was in the back in the backwoods somewhere. It was all set up. So they had, like, a full-on production for it. It was nuts. That's so, crazy. That's crazy to think. Like, how old are you in like tenth, eleventh grade? Um, I had been like 16, 16 17. Yeah. seventeen. Because I know, like, by like at the end of the EBW era, we were driving there every Sunday morning to film. That's hysterical. That that's that's is amazing. It still there? <laughs> no, I mean the house is still there, but the ring was taken down so so long ago. Damn. Yeah, dude. Let's let's go do some bumps. Yeah, no, but that, but then like too, a couple of us that were in like were in EBW, we'd go there on like just random days and just work out in the ring. And one of the guys was 
uh, I forget if he was allegedly trained or trained with Taz. I so remember then, like, hearing this rumor. So then he would like teach us like how to do back bumps and front bumps and stuff like that. So I learned like the bare minimum of how to like bump off the ropes and you know take a bump in the ring and like we'd go there and like plan out spots and stuff like that. It was wild. That's hysterical because I remember like, yo, dude, so and so was trained by Taz. It's legit. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, my other brother that isn't Yogi, you know what I mean, yes. Chris? So, cameraman. Cameraman. Cameraman, other brother. Ed? Yes. Um, but so he, I feel like he used to tell me, he's probably going to tell me, I've never said that. But I feel like he's like, yo, my friends were trained by Taz. And I was like, what? Because, like, this is when Taz debuted. Yes. Yeah, that's that's hysterical. Like, I'm remembering all of these little details. Yeah, and but me and uh, other brother in BCW had a nice feud for the BCW television title. Oh, really? I, I didn't know that yeah. he dove that deep. Yeah, no, we we had yeah he be, he beat me for the title Cyclone. at one point. His name was Cyclone. Yeah, so can we start start calling other brother now Cyclone on the show? Well, sure. you guys can call this. I won't be on again. Fucking, uh, yeah, no, def- definitely Cyclone's a better name than other brother. Yeah, that's um, it. But that's hysterical. Will, what would you what would you do to get in like a real ring just to fuck around? Oh man, I don't know. What would I do? I guess pay a f- uh, how much they would charge me. <laughs> and, well, I I should have said like I wouldn't, like murder somebody or like like sixth grade, poisonous. sixth grade will like elementary school will. What yeah. would you do? Like, would you like do chores for a week so that your parents would let you go in this wrestling ring to try it out? Do you remember the episode of Pete and Pete when you probably don't, but no, his parents were. So the younger, the younger of the Pete's, his their parents go away on vacation, and he's a, a, with the older Pete, and he's staying home, and he's like house sitting. Right, he decides to sell everything in the house and the house itself. So, I'd probably do something like that. What sell the just house sell. to get into a ring? Sixth year, sixth grade, will just sell a house. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Then you can I, buy your own ring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, there we go. That's what I would do instead. I like that idea better. <laughs> Dude, I've I've always wanted to get into a ring, but then when they had those like meet and greets where you get to go in the ring, like my friend oh, yeah. Tom did it, and I'm just like, "Dude, I don't know." Like when we were 25, we went and saw TNA. I was at that show, and you yeah. met Kurt Angle after. Uh Samoa or Samoa Joe. I think it was Angle in the ring, but then you could also meet Don West outside. Oh, Don West. But I was just like, I don't want to. I feel weird. I'm not paying 50 bucks for this. And uh, so, but I was just like, fuck this. But I really wanted to get in the ring. I was like drunk as per usual. And I was like, man, <laughs> I want to get in there. But no, it wasn't worth it. No, Fucking... I, uh, no, it was, it was a cool experience for being 16 years old, and it kind of made – and then I bruised my kidney, and I said, that's it, with my backyard wrestling career. Yeah, what – how would you do that? I was in, a like, this triple threat match for the EBW light heavyweight title. I don't know what happened, 
uh, after the match, there was an in. There was a, a run in by a redebuting tag team, and they beat me up. And I think one of them actually made contact with like a stickball bat. Really? And I think that, yeah. And then I don't know. I got home and I was just like, "Well, this isn't good." And then I told my mom, and she's like, "Well, that's not good." What were you doing? And then I had to go, pissing, pissing blood. Oh yeah, that's right. This isn't a PG podcast. No, you, you my can say- my. Yeah, mine is. Um, yeah, I, I went home. I was like, oh, man, I don't feel good. I went and I started pissing blood. And then I told my mom, and she's like, well, we got to go to the hospital. And then what, I missed the dance. What did she say? Like, how mad was she? My mom wasn't mad at all. My mom actually, I mean, my mom's pretty cool when it comes to stuff. Um, like, at first she didn't like me doing it, but she knew I kind of had a passion for it. And, you know, it was keeping me off the streets or whatever it was doing. Yeah. Um. So, like, my mom took me to Models and bought me, like, Under Armour to, like, make sure I was warm during the winter months when they were taping in the backyard. And then, like, once that happened, she's like, all right, you're done with this. I'm like, all right, it's fine. Yeah, I'm retired. <laughs> piss yeah. blood. Yeah. So, what the second. It, what is it like to piss blood? It's like cranberry juice. Like, does it feel like normal piss? Is that yeah, a weird question? What, like, what's the cranberry juice part? The smell, the taste? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it just it looks like it looks like you're peeing cranberry juice. That's it. Uh, yeah, I was just like, and then, but I got to stay home from school on Monday, and then people the next day, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, and I, I think I told people in one of my classes, like, yeah, why were you absent yesterday, man? I was like, oh, I was peeing blood. They're like, why? I'm like. Got hurt in a backyard wrestling match. Like, whoa, man! I was like, yep. That's... And then someone, no, but then someone came to the, in the hallway late. I think while during during my hot run on EBW, yeah, um, and was like, oh, hey, I saw you on public access last night. And you're pathetic. I was like, well, I hate you forever. What the fuck? That's such yeah. like a dick high school thing. No, th- no, the full the full quote was, and don't. Ask me why I remember. It's like, hey, I saw you on public access last night. You're pathetic. Uh, you are the reason why America is the way it is. Yep. And now I'm sitting in a house and I'm pretty successful. So suck it. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, uh, the beginning of ninth grade. Will, have I told you the story about my the beginning of ninth grade? I don't think, Chris, I told you this either. I, okay. I don't know. Uh, I don't. You're only going that far then i'm not sure okay so <laughs> hey have i told you the story man whatever i'm bad at storytelling anyway so uh freshman year oh you know first... you have told me this you first... have to okay this. first day of high school <laughs> i'm wearing my pretty hate machine nine inch nail shirt and it's got pink on it a kid like i'm walking with all my friends from like junior high that like later on i broke away from but so I'm walking in with them. And I'm like, man, this is fucking spooky. Like high school was crazy to me. And all of a sudden this kid is chewing gum and it's a senior. And I'm like, holy shit. This guy looks like a 35 year old man. He chews his gum and goes, ha, spits it right in my chest and goes, nice shirt, fag. And I'm quoting. That's a terrible word to say. But and then. My uh, quote, oh, referring to you as a cigarette, right? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. and a pile of sticks. But uh, so my friends turn around at me and look at me and go, "Dude, your name's Spit from now on." I literally walked away from them and went, "I'm never being called Spit." <laughs> my name was never called Spit. Kids are mean, man. Yo, kids are mean. 
Will, didn't you get They called you never called spit? No, they never called me spit because it never stuck. Oh. I don't think you got bullied at all in high school, right? Me? Who are you talking to? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Will? Yeah, who? Me? Yeah, you, Will. I don't know. I, I didn't get, like, bullied, you know? Like, I wasn't the coolest kid, but, like... I didn't get bullied. Like I was, uh, you know, everyone liked me because I was kind of funny. So I had that going for me. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think we like any of these stories are bullied stories, but like it's a, it's just pricks, little pricks. That's it. it actually, I, there was one kid. I, I kind of bullied him. I guess I was a bully more than I was bullied. Cause there was this kid. I don't know. He was like, he would, like, try to talk to my sister, and, like, he was way older than my sister. So, like, every class, whenever I saw him, I'd just grab a uh, eraser from the chalkboard that was covered in dust and just throw it at him. Always a solid covered. way to, re- like, retort against somebody that's making fun. You just throw the, the, the eraser at him. Now they have this imprint for the rest of the day. They're going to look like an asshole. And you could never get that off. Even if you – Oh, no. Like – you would have to walk around like with the wet shirt because you had to get it off, but then it still stained a little bit. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, fuck that kid. Um, but yeah, that that's so you got into backyard wrestling, and then what happened after? Like you just kept watching wrestling. Chris I just kept watching wrestling. That's it. Just kept watching this professional wrestling thing that's on television that's then the indies the indies became a thing and then you know you never like dipped out i dipped out here and there i mean when bob Backlund was running for president and said everybody had to get septum nose piercings i i was like yep i'm out for now <laughs> and then what and, uh like what do you like what got you back in because it's, it's just always on tv that's the, yeah. that's the thing. Like you can, that's, I don't know about either of you, but it's, there's always something wrestling wise on TV. So it's like, Oh, Hey, let me watch this. And then you just get sucked back in. It's like, but, but that's with any show, but this is just my, you know, yeah, my thing that I watch on TV. I watch baseball and professional wrestling. That's it. I think Although I, f- I just, I just finished uh, the season of the Muppets, you know, that like ABC show that was like an adult version of the Muppets. Did either of you watch that? I remember. I didn't watch it, but it was like The Office, but Muppets from what I saw. Yeah, essentially that's what it was, and it had you know the the cheekiness of you know the original Muppet programming, and then add like some adult like satire and stuff like that to it. I thought it was great. That's like a Obviously. Tina Fey show, right? Like, was it? Was, was she in, one was of the it, executive was, producers? I feel like she would have been because like that whole crew like praises the Muppets. I don't know. Like her, Jason Siegel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, Jason Siegel, to... too, because he was in that movie. He directed the movie, the first one, I believe. And yeah. he was, like, the head star of it. I thought that one was – did you see that? That was an incredible yeah, movie. Yeah, that was a great movie. Actually, when Angel and I went to Disney, we saw a bunch of Muppet stuff, which I didn't know that Disney owned that now. Yeah, they own the Muppets. That's like the last thing that like is still there from like the original MGM is Muppet 3D Theater, the Muppet 3D Theater, which is oh really? Outside. Yeah, no, we did that. Uh, and like Hollywood uh, Tower Terror is still there, and Star Tours is still there. 
I thought they uh, got rid of Tower of Terror. No, they got rid of Tower of Terror in California, right, and that's all. Okay, that's, that's all Guardians of the Galaxy now. Yeah. Okay. I know. I was supposed to. We were gonna go take a trip to California to go to Disney this summer, but unfortunately, due to life right now, where yeah. we've decided to suspend that until further notice. Will I've never been to Disney. You've never. What? I was just gonna neither, ask. Neither parks. Never. And like people are always like. They're so shocked. Like, oh my God. It's like, yeah, my parents didn't want to leave the house. What do you want me to tell you? Like, sorry. <laughs> well, it, but like, but now like being in, you know, being an adult now and having, you know. Like now being own... 30 and single. Yeah. No, well, not, not just being that, but like, would you be like, hey, now is it something that like you still would want to go to Disney or is it just you have no desire to? I mean, I can see it being fun, but I'm like in no rush. I'd probably rather go to Six Flags, honestly. Really? Really? Just because it's closer and I like roller coasters. Oh, true. No, but it's like, you know, going to Disney is a freaking experience. Well, wait, do you like hot weather, Will? Uh, It's cool, I guess. Nope. I, it's, it's not I guess. cool. <laughs> it's not cool. It's hot, but you yeah. know what I mean. It's a ride. Like, the only issue with Disney, I mean, I'm all for sweaty-ass ball weather. I'd rather that than freeze. <laughs> But, like, that's probably the only negative. Like, when it's hot, it's hot. Yeah, it's real. And then when you're sweaty, and as a person with no children, I went around the park and counted how many kids I saw crying each day. And I would keep tally in my phone. Like, I was there for, like, five days, I think. And, like, I saw which day I saw the most crying children. I have that somewhere, but uh, like that got to me after a while. But getting drunk at Disney is a thing. Uh, like, there's nothing better than it. Like going frozen, around the world, the frozen beer. Frozen beer in Japan is like you can't you can't replace it. It's one of the it's one of the most heavenly things on earth. It's frozen beer in Japan. It's a little kiosk. They give you this frozen gimmick topping, and then the little, and then you have to do the sidecar sake with it, though. I didn't do that. Oh yeah, that's it. You do the sidecar sake, the frozen beer. Whew. Let me tell you, there's some birds hopping in my backyard. <laughs> yeah, no, but so Angela and I went because when I was 21, I wanted to drink around the world because of Roseanne. I think I've told Will this a bunch of times. I don't have, know. Has he Will? Uh, what's the story? So when I was 21, I wanted to be Dan and drink around the world at Disney. He wanted to be Rose Ambar. No, uh, Dan. Wait, Dan Connor? Yeah, Dan Connor. Okay. I don't know if you told me the story. But yeah, so then I got drunk at Disney. And uh, I fucking, I was eating a turkey leg like a piece of shit. Oh, this is great too. All right, and, continue. But so then we were watching the fireworks show and I blacked out as the, like the <laughs> first firework went up. And I just remember being done with my turkey leg. And like it was like the good devil, the good angel and the bad devil, whatever, the angel devil. You know what I mean? On my on shoulders. Shoulder. And the, the devil just went, just throw it, man. And I literally went, yeet. <laughs> I threw the thing right Wait, in the bush. Wait, did you throw the chicken, the chicken the, leg? The turkey leg that I was finished with. Turkey leg? I had grease all over me, and I was like, I don't fucking care. Cleanest place on earth, my ass. Threw it. Went right into the bushes. 
I think it's like happiest that. place on earth, not cleanest place on earth. Whatever. No, it's pretty clean. It's pretty clean too. But is so, that their slogan though? What's that? I, I think it's in. Is there. that their slogan? No, I don't think it's the cleanest. I don't think they call it the clean. That's the happiest place on earth. So you were right on that. But yeah, so <laughs> I threw the fucking turkey leg. Um, but also Disney is probably the least happiest place on earth because the first time I went. My mom and dad sent me and my younger sister uh, to Disney so that my mom could throw away all of our toys that were like <laughs> like Gargoyles, Power Rangers, X-Men, like all these figures that like I remember fondly. My Street Sharks. Oh, I remember Street Sharks. Dude, she threw out and donated all of them. Like, because... The basement was getting redone, and they're like, "We're done. Like, you guys are old enough." I was like, 11 or something," and she donated everything because my brother was oh, moving man. down there or something. And I was like, and I came back. She's like, "You didn't even notice," <laughs> and I'm like, "I definitely noticed. I definitely did." But yeah, that that's why it's not really the happy. Parents place are always so nice. Just getting rid of your shit. Yeah. Oh my god, my mom still has stuff of mine. And like the other day, like a couple of months ago, I went to her house. She's like, hey, guess what? I just found the attic. I'm like, nope. And I just walked away from it. But it was like all like old CDs. And I found like a bunch of old tour posters from bands oh. that I saw. Oh, I found I have a fully autographed every time I die gutter phenomenon poster. Wow. You can Yeah. That's sick. You can probably yeah, pick I... that up on the either ET idiot i think i don't remember what the facebook group is called but there's one on facebook and then a subreddit with like the same name yeah i mean i found so i have a, a signed uh jägermeister music tour from with slayer and i got carrie kane sign it which is pretty all which, which is pretty awesome you gotta sign that they're done i know i, I have it framed i'm actually looking at it right now it's uh sitting right by the bar area in this back room that's pretty sick i i wish yeah, i went I, to that tour that was slayer slipknot no, that was Tattoo the Earth. I, I, I know. Yeah, but then when Volume 3 came out of Slipknot, I th they were like the Jägermeister tour or whatever. Oh, no. this Okay, no, I'm looking at the bottom of the post right now. This was It was Slayer, Direct Sport, Hatebreed, and then an opening band was Arch Enemy. Oh, okay. I, I remember that tour. Jamie Joss actually talks about that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, pretty. that was pretty solid tour. Yeah, I found like all these like old tour like um, what do I have? I have this like poster like an old school uh, Lamb of God ad as the palaces burn. I have to find it. I think it's still up there. I'll, I'll send you a picture when uh, I go up into my attic the next time when it's not boiling degrees or so. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've been loving these recent photos. Everyone's been cleaning oh, shit out. I know. Hey, listen, what else is there to do? Yeah. Will, have so. you been doing that? You've been going through your storage unit, right? Yeah, I've been slowly organizing and cleaning shit. Is there anything like you have like surplus of, like any like a brand or like types of shirts and stuff like that? I know I listened to the last episode and I know you, you said you sold a bunch of stuff for uh, because people were uh, buying some bull stuff from the last dance, right? Yeah, uh, I have over like a hundred WWFTs. Okay, like just Attitude Era. Okay, so. I. I like, did those go, do those sell a lot, especially like the Attitude Era shirts? Because people love those, you know, especially now, a lot of 
you know, vintage wrestling co- collectors are looking for, you know, those types of shirts. Yeah, I kind of destroyed that entire market, like, single, single-handedly. Uh, I bought everything that was cheap everywhere online, whether it was Depop, Poshmark, eBay, Craigslist, Facebook, like, whatever I found, I was just, I was like, I'm buying it. Like, and now yeah. everything that I was buying for $15, $20, like, then, you know, I was getting Stone Cold shirts for, like, five bucks, like, crazy shit. But now... Those shirts are like sixty seventy five easily. Like, um, uh, like two or three years ago, I bought a collection of Kane and Undertaker t shirts from some kid, okay. and uh, I think it was like eleven or twelve just different Undertaker and Kane t shirts. Um, there was a Brothers of Destruction t shirt in there too, but you know, I probably paid I don't know twenty dollars a t shirt. And if I were to have those today, I'd be able to sell them like 75, no problem. But when I got them, I probably sold them for like 50 bucks. So it's crazy how the market's increased that much, like in such a short amount of time. Like, it's it's just crazy how like it doubled and then doubled again. Like, that market's ridiculous. Do you think, um, I saw, I feel like I saw like an Instagram post where someone was selling an original Dude Love shirt for like 300 bucks. And I yeah. think it sold for that much. Those were a hundred dollars, like, like a few years ago, you know. Yeah, so, no. Especially there's definitely be- not a lot of them. Like, it's the market will definitely fluctuate. Like, uh, two dudes with attitudes T-shirts, the ones with Kevin Nash and Shawn Michaels, were going for a lot of money, and then those kind of dropped down in price. Uh, the oozing machismo ones, like, I had two of those, and I sold them for a hundred and fifty each, and now those are like four hundred, five hundred dollar T-shirts. And I think WWE, I think, tried to recreate them recently. Yeah, they did. They did. Okay, I was I I wasn't dreaming. I'm sure people bought them. You know. Oh, I know. Um, but it's it's crazy. You know, uh, I'm not a big fan of those chalkline jackets. I've talked to chalkline. I've worked with chalkline. Uh, like the jackets with like the big pictures on the back. Yeah. I don't. They're all right. I'm not huge on them. There are some that are cool, but like, I feel like they just make too many of them that it just kind of ruins the purpose. The athletic shorts are spectacular. Those are cool. Those, Those I are, like. The, I have the Rick Rude ones and the Bret Hart ones. And they're, Those and they're are sick. And they're so comfortable. Not even that. It's just, the, the, especially the, the so I think it was like, what, SummerSlam 93, where it just is ravishing down the pants. It's spectacular. So good. I saw, and speaking of vintage stuff, and going back to, you know, when, when me and Anthony were talking about Disney, um, I saw a guy, he had one of the old school, because WCW used to film at Universal Studios. So this guy yep. I saw walking out of the bathroom had one of those old school WCW shirts with the Mickey Mouse logo on it on the back of it. Oh, I asked him, yeah, and I asked him too because I know a lot of places try to recreate these shirts and try to sell them for you know the same amount they would get for it. I was yeah, like, I saw like, a store do that. I'm like, is it original? Is it vintage? If this is a vintage shirt, I looked it up on eBay to see what the last one sold for. Five hundred dollars for that shirt. That's insane. I know, insane. And I think I think there's still more of them up there, which I don't understand how people are finding these things. It's crazy. Yeah, I know someone just sold a Coco Beware T-shirt for three hundred dollars. <laughs> a Coco Beware shirt, really? That's insane. Yeah, yeah. but I actually what's the design? The other day on eBay, I won uh, an original Macho Man T-shirt, the sunglasses one. That like uh, a pink one. Yeah, I I won it by accident on ebay it's brand new for 50 bucks and i was like ah that's cool i guess i want to see if i can find a coco beware shirt they didn't sell it on ebay they sold it like they're from canada they hit me up they're like 
how much did you sell this for? I'm like, eh, I think you get 200 for it. They're like, oh, good, I got three. And I was like, oh, okay, sick. <laughs> but you didn't get one, right? What, a Coco Beware t-shirt? Yeah. No, I don't I don't have that. All right. But uh, the what's oldest the shirt I have, I haven't, I have a, a really old War Games t-shirt with Dusty on it and um, Ric Flair on it. And it's got like the Jim Crockett Productions logo in the corner. Oh, that's Fucking sick. sick. Yeah. Can you post that on your social media so I can uh, look at it? Yeah, I, 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 I have it. Or maybe it's on there. Maybe maybe it's on there. I'll find it. But cool. That's pretty sick. What, what is the Coco Beware design, though? I think it just had his sunglasses and a parrot on there. I forget. That's fucking hysterical. A fucking parrot. <laughs> like, was it? A, it, like, didn't have him. Like, it wasn't his face. It was just, like, whatever he would. I think it was, like, if the Invisible Man was wearing what Coco was wearing, I think like that's kind. Of, if you can imagine that, I think that's kind of like what oh, it was. Oh, it was like a negative image, like uh... it just didn't have him. It just had like yeah, just like the outline the sh- of his hat, the outline of his sunglasses. You know, that's sick. Too cold. Scorpio had shirts, right? I don't know. I don't even think he had anything. He might have. You know, like sometimes you can find like a magazine and like the only time this shirt was in this magazine was like the only time the shirt was around was that like a very brief period. You know, I don't know. It's because there's some shirts I've seen before. Like. uh, What's that one? Uh, What was uh, Hardcore Holly's spark plug, right? Yeah. Spark plug. Spark plug. Holly. Like that shirt exists. You know, like that's a that's a random one, or like stunt. Like I've seen Steve Austin WCW T-shirts. So stunning awesome. Steve Williams, it's great. That's really good. Yeah, it's like him and uh, whoever his manager was at the time. Not the Million Dollar Man, but what in uh, WCW? Some, yeah, was it a Paulie? No, some girl. Woman? Was it Chris Benoit's wife? Oh, I forget. Why do I just? Man, here I am talking I all the stuff about knowing wrestling, and now I just can't even remember <laughs> these things. God, the worst. Change the topic. God. Um, Will, Will are you there? Yes. All right, I, I just heard a bunch of clicking. Anyway, so. Nope. Uh, yo, what's. uh, Chris, what's like the. What's your favorite music merch? Like that you have in your possession off the top of your head. Um, I have this Black Dahlia Murder shirt that I got. Uh, I interned at the downtown, which is now Croxley's. Yeah. Um, for a good six months, it was the best job I ever had in my life, and all I did was just set up hardcore shows. That's it was great. Sick. They 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 just say, "Hey, come in whenever you want." So I work all the hardcore shows. Um, and it was Vital Remains was headlining, and this is when Glenn Benton was uh, uh fronting vital remains so it's vital remains in the black dahlia murder and i have this just old school looking black dahlia murder shirt they were on i think the first album on hollowed and it's just a bunch of zombies coming out and then the background has all the tour dates in like one big circle that's sick i like a a solid tour dates t-shirt is probably my favorite i don't love the like lined ones i like when you get creative with like Oh, blah, 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 Texas, blah, 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 New York, blah, 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 Philly. 
like like that circle i know exactly is it going like in a spiral or is it like a circle circle a circle circle okay that's sick. um yeah and they and i stood i i stood at the side of the stage for that one they they crushed it that night and their bass player at the time had a, a crush on our lighting girl it was hilarious that's really funny. And, and then the next time they came back there's like hey is that is that lighting girl back here it's like nope she quit oh <laughs> That's amazing. Imagine they got married and had kids. Imagine. I was there for the old the Star Wars. Cute, cute, cute. That, uh, and then, like, speaking of the tour dates thing, I have a Static X shirt that has a bunch of tour dates, but it's all written in between, like, binary code. So it's, like, 1001 Texas, 10101 New York. And it keeps going on like that, which is pretty cool. I found that the other day. Whoa, that's crazy. I just listened to their new song. And honestly, like, it's good. It, is it with Wayne Static or is it not? With Technically, Wayne Static? it is with Wayne Static, but I have a feeling that they did backup <laughs> vocals because I don't, I don't know how. I mean, I don't understand like this post mortem like re recording thing. Like Chester Bennington with Gray Days. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that. I'm assuming those guys just had all the masters and everything like that. And now that it's kind of like, uh, like after him dying, it's like, Oh, Hey, guess what? Chester Bennington's relevant. Hey, let's show his old music. Well, they, but I don't, before he passed, before Chester passed away, they, they were gonna, he was going to like reunite with his old band from like before Lincoln park. But so they had, they had a bunch of stuff recorded but I think it was demoed. Okay. Now, I mean, Lincoln Park money, like, anyone's going to want the last Chester Bennington uh, music to release and make money off of and to celebrate his life. So anyone's, like, any producer fucking, uh, I, I can't think of the word, but the person that masters everything could take a shitty demo and make it amazing. Oh, I know, especially with digital, uh, you know, mastering and all that stuff that we have yeah. these days. I mean, it looked like the stuff, the, the work that they do on movies, like bringing those up to, you know, bringing yeah. those up to snuff, especially all like the older, like even look on Disney Plus with all the old school movies that they're putting into, you know, 16.9 format or they're keeping it the original. It's like, and it, they look spot on. I watched Oliver and Company recently. That's and so it looks, funny. I was just talking about that movie. I don't. I don't remember it at all until I watched it that day. It's got a bunch of Billy Joel songs. Billy Joel is the voice of uh, the dog. The head. The dog. The head dog. Yeah, with his fucking a... sausage links around its neck. Yeah. <laughs> Jerk. Just give him to the little cat, Oliver. That's his name. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's just crazy. Like, but uh. Fuck, wow, I went on a tangent and I forgot completely what I was talking about. Because now I'm thinking of Billy Joel with sausage links around his neck. <laughs> yeah. You'll, and you'll be fantasizing about that tonight. Nice drunk sausage. driving. Yeah, drunk driving into people's... Taking a uh, bite out of a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Why should I worry? <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> I remember those McDonald's toys. Yeah. What, those are good ones. What what a time to be a '90s kid, right, Will? Nah, because then we grew, eventually had to grow up into this shit. So fuck that. <laughs> so okay, so here's something random. 
that doesn't involve wrestling or music. So I was talking with a personal trainer today about like some video content, and whatnot. And we're, we're talking and she's like, yeah, she's like, why do you want to talk about all, you know, everybody talks about all the, we're talking about podcasting. And I mentioned that, you know, Hey, I was going to be on my friend's podcast. I have friend beers. You should go check it out. She's like, Oh, I will. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, it's really, it's uh, you know, it's an interesting listen, but it's fun. And I was telling her, like, you know, she's like, oh, we do a, co- a podcast called, like, The Feels Cast, where they talk about all the things that suck, rather than, like, you know, because everybody's trying to preach, like, the power of positivity and being positive and all this stuff. She's like, but you can always harness the, the negative and talk about the things that suck. Yeah. So, you can talk about things that suck. Like, I, what I, sucks I, right now today for you? Uh, Will, don't, don't, even, don't even get Will started. Will, what Wait, sucks that- for you today? What sucks for me today? Yeah. One thing. Uh, I don't know. Like, today was just one of those days, you know, where, like... When you don't want to wake I was up. Handling, I thought I was handling this quarantine pretty well. But, like, I, you know, I thought I was. And then today I woke up. The sound, you know, the landscapers outside. Nature's alarm clock. And... <laughs> Nature's I, alarm clock? Yeah. Yeah. Landscaper. Yeah. Eight a.m. Eight a.m. They were outside of my house on Saturday morning. Yeah. Nature's alarm, nature's alarm clock. Um, <laughs> Here's a shirt. So I so I I uh, woke up at eight. I was like, man, fuck this. I was trying to cover my head with like anything I could to try and like just go back. Well, actually, I woke up first. I woke up at five thirty just because I was like, oh, body, wake up. And then I went back to sleep. Woke up at eight. Landscapers. Fell back asleep. Woke up at like ten thirty. I was like, man, I'm just not going to get out of bed because I don't have anything to fucking do. And then, man, I was just pissed off. I will go downstairs and I was just like staring. I was like, fuck, I'm so mad. I just can't do anything. I can't go to the gym. I can't go to a thrift store. I can't do fucking anything I like. Everything was taken away from me. And then I just sat there in silence for a while while I contemplated how much this virus sucks. So... That's it. Like Will and I were talking recently. We said, uh, yo, if the gym open up tomorrow, we're going. I know. I listened to that on last week's podcast. Oh, we'd said I that? Listened. Yeah, he said that. He's like, if the gym opened t- today, I'd be there. Yeah. <laughs> Injured as fuck because I pulled something in my upper back. Will, did you ever work at Retro Fitness in East Meadow? I did, yeah. Okay, I definitely saw you there a bunch of times. Word, yeah. Uh oh. Yeah, I feel like I saw you too, but I was like, I don't know him well enough to actually know if that's him or not. So, yeah, and I was just like, I was like, should I text Anthony? Right? I was like, hey, your friend Will's here. I was like, I always, I always like, I always appreciate the shirts you were wearing. I knew that. Yeah, I, I, I still wear South- wrestling shirts. Oh yeah, his, you always have to wear wrestling shirts. His AJ Styles shirt. Which one? The blue one. Ooh, the, that's my favorite workout what, shirt. The, ba- the baby blue one. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's that's so. I love all like now that they're releasing these like lighter color shirts. So like not every shirt is a black shirt because I have way too many. Yeah, uh, the only two not black wrestling shirts I have are I have like a red Kurt Angle shirt. The uh, with the I'll make you tap out shirt. Okay. I have that I... one, and then I have like yeah the blue AJ Styles shirt, and then I don't know a red Shinsuke Nakamura shirt. I think that's it. Right. <laughs> Everything else I've, is black. I've seen that. I own every New Day t-shirt, so right now I'm wearing my tie-dyed New Day shirt. So it's <laughs> Why great. do you own every New Day t-shirt? Because I freaking love the New Day. 
they're just right. awesome individuals. Respect, respect. I mean, you have I, like the OG one, like the like the power of positivity one. I I the, I have the first one where they're riding on the unicorn with the sunglasses on. I don't have like the old G ones when they first came out. That's 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 a steal. You gotta find those somewhere. Yeah, because they had that weird like bird logo. Or the, the phoenix that, rising yeah, from yeah. the ashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it was uh, terrible. And then they got all these ridiculous shirts. Like I have one that has pancake power. And has them uh, like DuckTales. It's great. That's fucking hysterical. Yeah. They got some good t-shirts. Oh, they do. Spectacular. My my uh, Going back to the music t-shirts, my favorite t-shirt right now is one that Chris sold to me, I think, last weekend. Yep. It's a Mudvayne to- tour t-shirt that I didn't go see the show. I definitely brought it up last week, but it's still my favorite. Yeah. that I got that shirt at the world. Which is WWE, uh, w- w- New York. <laughs> yeah, that was that was honestly one of my favorite places to go to a show because it was such like a small, intimate place. But like, it kind of reminds me of, isn't it? What is it? Is that where PlayStation Theater, whatever it is, Best Buy Theater, Nokia, is now? No, What's I think so. I don't know, but it was. But- it, it kind of reminds me of that because like it had a very small floor. The stage wasn't that big. But like around it, you can kind of like hang out on like different layers. I went to, I went to so many shows there. I saw, uh, I saw Il Nino there a bunch of times. Do you remember Il Nino? Oh, that's Grambino's favorite band. Will it is, and that they're, now they're having like some sort of like issue. With, well, they they've been having some sort of issue with like their name or something. Yeah, like the Just, band split. I don't know. Again, uh, Children of Bodom too can't go by Children of Bodom anymore. Yeah, now they're like Bodum, so, like like Bodum Lake or something. Yeah, but I think it's like Bodum After Dark or something like that. Something yeah. real lame. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I saw, stupid. I saw Cold Chamber there. I saw Mudvayne there. Um, Mother of Pearl. I have all these concert tickets too saved. That's um, something I wish I did. I wish I saved all my concert tickets. Oh, um, I have a box of them. All I have is a box I know. of unsold carve your niche tickets and my <laughs> vision of disorder kingsland tickets because thracian opened for that and, yeah, got, a, and got a shout out <laughs> yeah oh my god there that was a good show i was i went to that one yeah i, I remember fucking yeah and i, I like, drank dad and he got too drunk <laughs> too early Oh, that's oh funny. yeah. He, he complete. So like, I'll tell Will this story too. So I took my a buddy of mine that lives in Brooklyn. He's like, oh, you haven't seen my place. So I go to Brooklyn. We go out to dinner. I'm like, hey, you want to come to the show? Can I told him Anthony's band's open? He's like, yeah, I'll go. We go in. He has like one tequila soda. I was like, we were drinking with, at dinner too. And then all of a sudden, literally right before Thracian goes on, he's like, oh, can I have your keys to your car? I have to go lay down. So I, he, he leaves. <laughs> Anthony's, Anthony's band plays. They're fantastic. All of a sudden, he comes back. He's all like pepped up. He's like, "Hey man, what's going on? What's going on?" I'm like, "Just this Anthony's band." He's like, "Oh man!" And then he like disappeared. <laughs> and, and, and then I just lost him in the, in the pit during VOD. Dude, that show was insane. <laughs> Our guitarist broke his. Uh, he plays a seven, so the second lowest string. What is that? Will like typically? I guess that's the E. If you really want to, yeah, technically. Yeah, it'd be an eight. Yeah. Oh, okay. So here's something because it, and because you mentioned it on a couple podcasts ago, Will. What tuning do you play in? Drop for resistor. E. How is that Drop even e. a tuning? That's so low. 
It's ridiculous. It's like it's just, it's just an octave lower than a regular standard, you know. Well, I guess it would be. It would really be F. It'd be like F standard, and then, yeah. Okay, because like when we play with niche, we played at drop C. Yeah, so, I mean yeah. that's pretty low for me, but like the to the tone that you get out of your guitar is nuts because it just sounds so low. And actually, yeah, people... I, that's like my whole. That's like the whole my whole thing is like just supposed to be like low tuned. It's supposed to be music still, but it's supposed to be kind of miserable sounding, you know. And that yeah. that open note just really helps helps like helps with that, and you know. And speaking, it's just of... fun of miserable sounding the reason why niche played in drop c was because of the great grambino really yeah brian and i ran into grambo at fuck what was the music store on sunrise highway near game royal music royal music yeah grambo worked there and he big leagued me and he goes what's up man long time no talk yeah no i'm real successful now what are you doing? You're buying guitar strings. You started a band. Are you even any good? And, and like Brian was like, Brian's like a really nice person. He goes, yo, why was that guy being such a dick? And I'm like, I don't know, man. He's in some band. They tour. He's just, he he's a great guy, but man, he's just being a piece of shit. But yeah, that that's my Grambino story. And then why are we playing Drop C? Because Grambo said, hey, you should play in drop drop tuning. And he said, try drop C out. And then Brian did the. You, know, you like drop C anyway, so. What happened? You like drop C anyway. It's your favorite. Yeah, drop C is my favorite. Yeah. I, like, I like drop C. I like drop D also. Though. I said every time drop, I, like I like drop, drop C. Drop D is fun. Yeah, drop D is fun. Or if you just tune everything down half a step. I know, um, say a lot of the songs on AFI Sing the Sorrow are like turned uh, tuned down a half step. The whole guitar itself. Yeah, that's I, my I was story. Just bit. Talking to about AFI recently, I don't even know why. How they're incredible. Oh, I met Davey Havoc and he hates me. <laughs> yeah, because you're probably wearing like a leather jacket, smelt of booze. Guy really remembers you. Probably not, but I actually did the awkward thumbs thing. Which Sweeney was kind of at I the still, start of. I I'm still so jealous of you because I'm such a diehard AFI fan, and then I was supposed to meet up with you at that show, but the Wi-Fi in that place was terrible. So here I am having this like a, unreal experience in the, in the middle of the pit, push, pushed up against the front of the stage. Then all of a sudden, at the end of the end of the show, I'm like trying to get out of there. All of a sudden, I just see this picture of you and Davey Havoc. I'm like, yeah, I hate you because like. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> it's so wish it's strange because he's like my ultimate man crush. I don't know why. He's just, he's, he's <laughs> yes. and I'll totally admit it. My, my wife knows it too. He's my ultimate man crush. I don't know what it is. I, I totally it, get it. He's a handsome guy. He's a goddamn handsome man. And he's just so elegant speaking and he's so like well-spoken as well too. Coming from this like punk kid that used to, you know, front of the same band as a punk band. But, fucking uh yeah. but yeah that night davy havoc like had this big intimate conversation with a fan before us the girl was crying he teared up andrew's yeah, bugging me, me out too. uh and yeah. what you farted on him yeah <laughs> no but, 
if that would have happened, he probably would have hit me, and I don't even think he probably thought guy. You would have farted, and he would have blamed it on Angela. Why? <laughs> She's not Phil from Shirley. I know, but what I'm saying is that's how that would have happened. But uh, no, so we walk up, and I'm hammered. So, Sweeney, you're right. I I did smell like booze. <laughs> I walk up to him. Angela goes, "Oh my god, I'm such a fan," or something like that. And I go, "What's up, man?" Yeah, she loves you. Awkward thumbs. And the dude just looks never at me. never heard the story before. He looks at me with disgust and goes, yeah. And then poses for the photo. And I'm like, why didn't you do uh, Whatever, man. And I look at Angela and she goes, you're a piece of shit. And I go, whatever. And that was the end. That was a, that was a great show. And then I think we hung out with them after. Because we lost contact with you and then our friend Jenna at that show. Because so oh, when- I almost <laughs> didn't get to meet Davey Havoc because I didn't have a band. Will and I have – well, actually, Sweeney, you know Tom. Tom I do know Tom. had to take off his band to give it to me, and he had like a pass or something. And he goes, oh, yeah, my drink thing fell off. And Tom pushed me into the room, and I was like, I don't need to. Just bring Angela. Let her go meet. And I was like, all right, I'll go meet him. Yeah. And that's, that's my story. Yeah, so I've, I've I've met two out of the my three favorite band vocalists. All I have to do is meet James Hetfield, which will never happen. Why? I don't know. It's going to be one of those, like, because, like, like, I met, so I met, I know I've never met Davey Havoc, so I've only met one of my favorite three favorite uh lead vocalist i met jacob bannon at a conferred show of ritual which was pretty cool that's sick uh yeah and i i, I had the the jane doe tattoo so i showed him he's like he, super appreciative about it which is pretty awesome i met him also actually yeah i feel like I, I, he he just hangs out at shows yeah he hangs out by so, the merch stand that's it i want and i when i saw converge at st vitus i wanted to like like they're all like breaking down their own stuff like you know true OGs of the hardcore scene. Yeah. And I wanted to like go up to Nate Newton and say something because, you know, like as being a bass player or a shitty one at that, like, you know, he's a, a major influence on me. And I wanted to go up and be like, hey, man, what's up? And take the awkward thumb photo. But I stopped myself. I'm like, I can't do it just yet. It's, I don't know. It sucks. It sucks when you can't. Will yeah. meets like famous, pe- he used to meet famous people every day at his store and just fucking shit on them. Big leagues them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hey, famous. What up? <laughs> Yeah, I don't like. Oh, I don't give a shit. Like, yo, you're in my store. I don't, you know, I don't fucking care. I don't see you at the store. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just train. feel like if there was like, I don't know, kind of like, uh, a, I felt like a sense of power or something when like someone was in my store looking on a rack, and I'd be like, yeah, look, you know, Peasant. I'm not in your mood. Like, yeah, get out. You you had the higher ground. Yeah, so I definitely took advantage of that, but I miss it. Yeah, I I miss human interaction. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like right now, I would be fucking shitting my pants if I still had my store in the city. But you know, yeah, it's good to uh, it's good to move on and you know do different things and. You know, you, you know they say the art of the art of kaizen constantly and you know, always improving. Instead of you know having a storefront, they have this uh, online shop, and you know the the world is your oyster. Yeah, man. That's yep, it. and it's like a store that's open twenty four seven. That's yeah. it. 
Yo, uh, Chris, you're doing video stuff now. Like, is there yes. any information as we wind down? Because I feel like Zoom's going to kick me off any minute now. It didn't give me a warning, but I feel like it's coming. Um, yeah, so I am a uh, – so right now, after years and years spent in the food service industry, um, I am a freelance videographer and editor. Um, it's great. So I mentioned it earlier on the show. I went back to school – in 2011 to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, where they gave you a kind of front-of-the-camera approach to being in the broadcast industry, where I kind of fell in love with video editing, and I'm a second-rate video editor now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, all, I don't really promote myself on social because I have you know a couple good clients, and I work for a couple good companies right now that kind of keep me busy. But eventually, that's the goal is to kind of grow and expand, you know, as I said just said two minutes ago, Kaizen constantly and always improving, you know, improving my clientele and stuff like that. But I'm always busy with clients. I do fitness stuff. I've done band, band music videos. I've done sports stuff. Um, I was that friend that worked on the Maury show for six years. Will <laughs> that, uh, um, yeah, that's, Anthony, that's yeah, yeah, that was a, uh, interesting into the video and, uh, television production industry. So, uh, unfortunately I'm not doing that anymore. So yeah. So um, YouTube, you can find me. My YouTube is CM Sweeney eight five. There's all those sets from the Interabe reunion shows back in 2014 up there. Which I somebody went to could... the first night. I went to the second night. I went to the second night of that. I Where uh, who, Diamond Cutter opens? Who is now is Joe from uh, Joe from Fishing Autopsy? Autopsy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was cool because like the way we edited the the shows itself the first half of the set was night one and then the second half of the set was night two but those shows were wild man was folly I, both nights or just the second or folly, first? folly was both nights okay and like that there one of those bands that you can't like put a label on because they're yeah. all over the place and they're so cool and they were such nice dudes to work with like after, like after I, you know, I got the approval by Antarabe to do everything, and then like afterwards, I would hit every band up individually. Like, hey, listen, I have all this set. Can I, you know, put it through my YouTube channel? They're like, yeah, do whatever you want. It's cool. So, which was, yeah, those shows were fun. Um, I want to do some more bands and music stuff, but unfortunately, due to uh, you know the state of the world, we're not doing any of that stuff. Uh, I am working on some other small projects as well, which uh, Anthony has seen. And I can tell I'll tell you will all fair about them, but you know they'll be out and they'll be on various social channels. So yeah, so youtubecom sweeney 85 uh, The podcast Marking Out has a YouTube channel, youtubecom Marking Out Eleven. Our highly touted Cooking with Brandon series is there, where we do an eight-minute cooking show with as many wrestling references as possible. Um, and yeah. what's up? Wait, did you uh, hear my phone go off? I just got a no. phone call in the middle of this. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, people can reach you at cmsweeney85 on Instagram, right? Yep, that's correct. All right, awesome. Uh, yeah, if you need any video stuff, definitely hit Chris up, and hopefully you can see him and I together with Carve Your Niche. Um, yeah, sometime in uh, maybe in 2021. 2021. Uh, Will, what do you got? Uh, going back to your wrestling food thing real quick i thought of something once that i thought was pretty clever now get ready for this okay new world hors d'oeuvres i that's out that's outstanding 
That is out freaking standing. Thank you. Thank you. I, I quit now. I'm done. All right. <laughs> uh, we are your sister on talking. everything. Uh, Thracian underscore metal on Instagram. Uh, Thracian.bandcamp.com. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. We hey. I didn't get through everything I wanted to talk about, but we vibed out and hung out. But uh, you will be back by force. I'm going to make Ooh. you come back. All right, sweet. Uh, anyway, stay safe, everyone. We love you and will. 